Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 100th episode of the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Schilb, and I can't believe we made it. It's been a dream and a nightmare and so many things since we started this in 2020. It was honestly just a a thing to do during the COVID shutdown. I was trying to figure out what the heck to do to keep my audience engaged with the brand of Nashville Tour Stop, which in 2020 was still just a baby, just a baby. And it, it was so cool because people started listening and it, it kind of made me feel like this Tour Stop thing might just be worth the the effort to keep it alive after the fact. And me and Mike Dunbar, the original co-host, started chit-chatting one day about just, why not just start a podcast? Like, let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. And we didn't know what it was going to be about. We didn't know if anyone would listen. And here we are, 100 episodes later, two podcast co-hosts deep. Deep? Is that what you want to call it? Deep? We've had two other co-hosts, and now it's just me. And I'm just, I'm so happy that you guys have listened. because. I've said it on the podcast several times, but I'll say it again now. Like, I have released so much music as a solo artist and in bands over the years since I started my career in music in 2000. And I think 11 was like, that was the first time I even started playing shows, like not professionally, but like caring about. But I joined my first band in 2009, I think it was my band in high school called Ruby Falls. And then the second band in high school was called Lot 56, and Lot 56 recorded an album, and we put that out on those Jewel Case CDs in 2012 and had it on iTunes and Spotify, and I couldn't even think back then that Nashville was going to be part of my life, and I'm just so infinitely grateful for what I've gotten to do in the last five years. So, so on this 100th episode of the Nashville Tour Stop podcast, we're going to have Mike Dunbar, the original co-host, back on. We're going to feature Miss Erin Cooper, our second co-host. And then we're going to have a whole segment of Nashville Tour Stop fan memories. It's just going to be a segment that's featuring, uh, I think people sent, for the most part, just voice memos from their phones where they recorded a favorite memory of theirs, specific or general, whatever. They just wanted to talk about things that they've loved about tour stop over the years and i'm gonna talk about some of my favorite things too but i hope you enjoy this 100th episode of the podcast and i can't even believe i get to say it 100 episodes dang that's a lot of episodes it's a lot of hours i have spent doing this and it's a lot of hours you all have spent listening so from the bottom of my heart enjoy the centennial podcast from me aaron Schilb, and the nashville tour stop Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. I know I already did a quick intro, but here's the official welcome to the pod. I'm your host, Aaron Schilb, and I'm going to talk to you first and foremost about the origins of Nashville Tour Stop. Over the years and the hundred episodes we've had so far, you may or may not have been kind of able to piece it together on how it all came to be, but 
I'll give you a little background on myself and the tour stop. So I moved to Nashville in 2017 on July 1st with the wholehearted attempt of giving music a go. I wanted to be a singer-songwriter. I wanted to be in a rock band. I wanted to be in a guitar thing. I wanted to do anything related to music. I had been playing in bands since I was a kid, and I just had never cared to do anything else. There was never a plan B. There was never anything other than music that I wanted to do, and I had no idea how to do it. So I packed up everything I had into my old Ford Focus, and my dad put the rest of my stuff into his, I think it was like an SUV of some kind, and we moved down to Nashville. He moved me down to my old apartment in Antioch, Tennessee, which is about 25 minutes southeast of Nashville on the interstate. And I lived in the jankiest little apartment, and I didn't have a bed. I slept on an air mattress for a long time. I was so poor, I had no clue what to do, and I was scared the hell of doing anything in this town because I, I finally did it. It was real. I didn't think that, like, man, this is, this is like what, this is what real people who make it do. They move to the city. They give it a go. And I was scared shitless trying to make it happen. But I did it. And I made it down. And months of not knowing what to do, I got connected at a small publishing company, a little indie pub company called Banner Music. And I got connected to them through my family. And they kind of just got me plugged into Nashville very gently. They invited me to a venue that unfortunately now has closed, but it was called the Sutler Saloon on 8th Avenue South here in Nashville. And they were doing a little event for the publishing company there. And I just went up and just cold called. I emailed and I was like, hey, I, I'm so happy to be here. And I appreciate you guys responding to my email, telling me about the event and uh, anything I can do to just get involved. You tell me. And the owner, her name was Kamala Kleindenst, and I believe she still is, uh, she recommended that I just sit down and watch and hang out. And that was some of the very first advice that I got in Nashville, just sit down and hang out. And then she pointed to a, uh, a lady named Jan Buckingham, who I had no idea who she was, but she was a multi, I think, multi-Grammy nominee and has sold several million albums with the cuts that she has had with uh, artists over the years, starting as far back as I think the late 60s or the early 70s, and all the way up until now, she's been getting cuts with songwriters. And she gave me a card, like an old business card, and just said, Yeah, sure, here, give me a call, come over to my house sometime, wholeheartedly assuming that I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't call her. And I called her the next day, and she didn't answer. So I called and left a message. And she called me back and was surprised that I had actually reached out because I didn't reach out asking to co-write. I didn't reach out asking her for gigs. I reached out asking if I could just sit in her house and have coffee with her and learn about Nashville. And Jan really was one of those people who just got me so hard plugged in to the town because she got me some of my first shows. She came to my very first ever performance in Nashville at a bar that is also now gone called South. And that was on the Demunbrian Strip here in Midtown Nashville. And I was so nervous. I played in a writer's round with a couple of people, one of whom ended up being a good friend of mine named Hunter Lyons. And we just didn't know what the heck we were doing. And after I got off stage, I was going up to Jan, hoping that she had something wonderful to say. 
and she said, man, you play your guitar too loud. I couldn't hear any of the words you were saying. And it broke my heart because I wanted to impress her so badly, and I didn't. And that really kind of set the, the tone of what I wanted to do in town is I wanted to uh, do something to impress Jan. And through the, through the years and the months to come, she kind of got me more plugged in. She invited me to join her on some of the writer's rounds that she got to book at the Commodore Grill here in Nashville. And that's where I ended up meeting a friend of mine. At the time, we were in a band together, and we co-founded the Nashville Tour Stop. We were playing at the 404 Barn Grill oh, several times a week, and they had asked us to, you know, just host our own writer's round to open up for the band. And we did, and we hosted a few shows there before moving to Belcourt Taps, which, as all of our listeners, you guys know, we've talked about a lot. It was a bar here in Nashville, yet again, another that has closed, that was so, so, so special to so many people. And we started hosting Nashville Tour Stop there on Sunday nights, beginning in September of 20, I believe it was 18 was when we started doing that because we founded Nashville Tour Stop on March the 28th, 2018, and we had our first show about a month later there at the 404 Bar and Grill with Jan Buckingham as our featured artist. And then going back to Belcourt, we started there doing the 6 to 8 o'clock writer's rounds a couple of weeks in a row, and then whoever it was that was hosting the 8 to midnight couldn't do it anymore, and we got asked to book the entire Sunday night lineup at Belcourt Taps, and even though the band ended up breaking up not too long thereafter, I decided that Nashville Tour Stop kind of had merit. I really enjoyed getting to book my friends to come hang out with me at this one little just janky dive bar every week, and something, something special started happening, and the, the word started to spread, and oh, there's lots of spots to play on this Sunday night Belcourt show. And I ended up getting to book 24 people each week, which in the grand scheme of things didn't seem like a lot, but I know how many people book writer's rounds now and can struggle booking six to eight people a week. And I was booking 24 different people a week every week. And it it just continued to grow and grow. And then the community started to develop. And I started seeing regulars who weren't performers, who were just fans of the show and friends of the performers that just didn't care to play, but they just wanted to be there to support because they knew that it would be a fun time. And it, it was a special time. And in the words of Andy Bernard, I wish we could know where in the good old days before we've actually left them. Because, boy, I didn't realize how special that place was and how, how important it was to so many other people. But around the time that it really started gaining momentum, that was January, February of 2020, we were having tons of people at the bar. And back then, looking at it, tons of people. There might have been 50 or 60 or 70, maybe 80 people on a really, really good night. But that bar only held 44 people. And it was fun getting to see it grow. And it was exciting because it was something new and something I had never seen before, which was people caring about something that I was doing. And when COVID hit in March of 2020, I remember the last show we had, I think it was March the 17th. So... March the 16th, something like that, because I don't think it was St. Patrick's Day, but it was like March 16th or 15th, right before the COVID shutdown, and we had started the show at 6 o'clock, just like every Sunday, and then somewhere between the start of the 6 o'clock round and the start of the 7 o'clock round, 
news had broken that this was a global pandemic and we are shutting down the world. And I remember just sitting in that bar like, okay, well, what the fuck is happening now? And the seven o'clock round had canceled. And one of the, I think it was the 8.30 p.m. act had canceled. And then the nine and the 10 and the 11 o'clock, people all just dropped off. And without any notice, my entire, what had become my entire identity as the guy who books Nashville tour stuff was just yanked out from under me. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any savings. I had no other qualifications to do literally any other job except, you know, like work at a grocery store, work at a hardware store, which I had done in college. But I had finally found something that was important to me and that I loved doing. I couldn't just try to give it up. I had to figure out what's a way that I can keep this little bubble, this little community that I've kind of started to develop around the Nashville tour stop. What can I do to keep that alive? And that was when Mike Dunbar and I decided to host the podcast. And we originally did it over Zoom. And we had to sync up our audio by clapping into each of our respective little microphones. And I had to sync it all in post. And the, it's, it's funny thinking about it now. I was a, like I was, I still am a mostly deaf guy who was trying to mix a podcast. I didn't know what I was doing. But I gave it a go, and we would try to have other guests on as a third microphone. And then we learned the hard way <laughs> through Zoom that there's time limits on multi-person meetings. And we ended up having to rush some of them. And, oh, it was a tough, tough, tough time trying to do the podcast because there were so many new podcasts showing up, and there were so many live streams happening all the time that once the shutdown kind of ended, we went right back to the live shows. And I was like, you know what? kind of like this podcast thing we should keep doing it and Mike and I I believe we did about 40 episodes before he became too busy with his gigs that he was picking up again and I started becoming busy doing Nashville tour stop shows multiple nights a week that we decided to put it on a hiatus and that was around the time we began doing shows I think it was at Alley Taps in 2020 downtown in Printer's Alley here in Nashville Tennessee and those shows were really really special to me because that was the first time that people came not because they knew who I was but because they heard of this cool underground show called Nashville Tour Stop and hindsight 2020 also pun 2020 there were way too many people at those shows but it made me feel like okay this is working there's something growing here there is something happening here and there started being hundreds of people at these shows and I started making enough money to pay my rent and my utilities. And I was like being able to pay some of the performers sometimes. And I was being able to buy people drinks and I was being able to do stuff that made it seem legitimate. And like, I was actually running this little, this little business, this little empire that booked at a couple of venues. And then shortly thereafter, we started booking shows at a third venue called Cabana Taps. And those were all kind of owned by the same people, and I just called it the, the tap circuit, and I capitalized on that. So I was booking Thursday, Friday, Saturday at these venues, or Thursday, Friday, Sunday at these venues, and I really, really felt like something was happening. I had a lot of what I call now a lot of runway to get things going, and I started having corporate sponsors, and then the, the, the big shows started happening, the ticketed events. And something started clicking around that fall of 2020 
when I knew that this was something that I wanted to focus on way more than my personal artist career, which during COVID, I had the time to try to focus on a little bit. I was putting out songs, and it just wasn't fulfilling me the way that Nashville Tour Stop was. And it was kind of a hard realization, but a happy and a relieving realization to know that I came to Nashville to be a songwriter, but I have found my place in Nashville as a concert promoter. And it made me so happy and relieved to know that even though I am not doing the thing I came to do, I now get to do something that I love and something that I get to love to do every day. I've had so many horrible, awful jobs over the years. And I mean, even within my first 12 months of being in Nashville, I had five jobs. I started at a coffee place, and then I worked at a hostel, and then I worked at a bakery, and then I worked at a high-end tea store. And it's funny thinking about it now that a lot of these places I worked are closed. And at the time when I left those jobs or when I was fired from a couple of them, it was hard because I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? What's the next step? And I think about it with rose-colored glasses now because, man, if I had stayed at any of those jobs, I don't think that I would have had the, the, the fire under my butt to try to do this for real. And it's no small part that the community that is Nashville Tour Stop and you guys listening to the podcast that have really just made me feel like I'm able to contribute to something here in Nashville that's bigger than myself. And after I turned the, I don't want to say, lens around from myself onto others, it started being more fun and more fulfilling to see what I could do to serve the community of Nashville, helping people book shows, helping people have successful release parties, giving people a platform to share their music. And there's so many other things that I want to do to help grow the company and help grow the Nashville community and the Nashville music scene that I'm just so excited I get to be part of. And there's so many people all over the country and probably all over the world who are excited about getting to come and visit a place like this. And from the bottom of my heart, I'll try to get not too sappy, but from the bottom of my heart, you guys have really made my dreams come true of trying to make it here in Nashville. Because from the outside looking in, I know that I have achieved so much. And from the inside looking out, I'm grateful that I have people who care. And I'm just delighted. So as a special treat on this 100th podcast episode, I'm going to have favorite memories from several of our performers and fans of the show that have sent in voice memos to regale the tale, as I like to say, regale the tale of their favorite times at Tour Stop. And then after all of the fans send in theirs, and we've played through all of that. God, that wasn't smooth. <laughs> after all of that, I will get to share a couple of mine with you all because I know I have different reasons for things being my favorites as well as a lot of these people having similar memories and special times. So please enjoy some fan favorite memories from our performers, our fans of the Nashville Tour Stop live shows right here on the Nashville Tour Stop podcast. What up? It's Joe Bart, proprietor of the Joe Shirt. And I don't have one specific memory of Nashville Tour Stop, but my favorite thing about Nashville Tour Stop was just always having somewhere to go on Sunday nights at Belcourt Taps. Uh, whether it was uh, me being on the road playing drums and coming home on a Sunday, knowing that I'd be able to go to Belcourt and just see all my homies playing. Or uh, I used to have band practice every Sunday in the Gulch, and so I would just know that after practice I could go straight to Nashville tour stop at Belcourt to see all my friends, to see Aaron, and to know 
that all roads lead to the Nashville Tour Stop. Hey, this is Katie Fee, and my social handles are at Katie Fee Music on all the things. My favorite Nashville Tour Stop memory was getting to play my first ever showcase in Nashville with Tour Stop. Aaron, I remember you asking if I wanted to play an acoustic showcase, which was super nice of you. And it was also the first night that Tour Stop had shows at Sunny's, so it was cool to be part of that first night. Um, and yeah, it was just a great night with lots of friends there supporting me, and it was so fun not only getting to play, but getting to just hang out with friends, and it, I just truly felt a part of the community that is Nashville Tour Stop that night, so a great time and definitely a highlight of my about six years that I've now been in Nashville. Oh my gosh, happy 100th episode, Nashville Tour Stop podcast. Um, one of my favorite memories of Nashville Tour Stop would be being like a freshman or a sophomore in college at Belmont and getting to play sold out shows at Belcourt Taps for Nashville Tour Stop. It would like make my month, keep me going through all my Spanish and math homework. Like it was always something to look forward to. Um, and I really, truly miss those days so much. It was such a highlight of my first few years moving to Nashville. So happy 100th episode. This has been Lauren Weintraub. <laughs> hey, Aaron, Alex Amato here, chiming in with a quick memory from Nashville tour stop almost two years ago, a little bit more even now. That's crazy, but uh, it was the April Fool's show at Alley Taps where you assigned every artist uh, a different artist from the lineup's song. So we kind of switched songs with other artists on the lineup. And I remember you got assigned Honky Tonk Dream, which is one of my tunes. And I got assigned one of your tunes, the infamous Dad Bod. <laughs> and... Obviously, this is a podcast, so nobody can really tell, but I'm a bit on the scrawnier side. So the crowd kind of ate it up hearing me sing about having a dad bod and eating myself out of breath and something about Doritos and Cheeto dust. But <laughs> besides the irony of that, it was super cool just hearing, uh, you know, people's songs sung by somebody else kind of like put everything in a new perspective and a new light. And it was super cool. Really cool idea. And I think it was just fun to not take ourselves so seriously for a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I can't believe it was so long ago. But super proud of what you're doing, man. Keep it up. Way more to come. Hey, this is Tony Wolf, host of the Undiscovered Nashville Tunes and Tequila Show. I have a lot of favorite Nashville tour stop moments. Probably performances of No Money from Colin Rowe, Tyler Bank, and Ben Wilson. Those have always epic, but probably the best day was the last day of last Belcourt show. Um, so many hours of music, so many awesome people, and what a great day. Hey y'all, this is Harper Mundy. You can find me at Harper Mundy everywhere on the internet now. Um, my favorite Nashville tour stop memory has got to be from this past March. I had just released my latest single called Kitchen Floor, and it had been out for like four days at this point, and we were playing the Artist Showcase at Tin Roof on Broadway, 
And when I play a show, I get kind of um, work mode, I call it, for a few minutes before we get on stage. I get in there and I, like, say my hellos, and then I'm like, okay, tunnel vision. What do we got to do? We got to get things done. So we get up on stage. We're getting all sound-checked. Everything's good. I see my handful of friends that are in the front row, super excited, and we start playing the set. We start with Kitchen Floor, and I hear this resounding cheer from, like, the back of the room, And I look up, finally, and I just see a sea of familiar faces. And they're all friends that I had met at tour stop shows. I looked up, I remember looking at my guitarist, and I was like, holy shit, there's so many people here. I know all these people. (laughs) It was the coolest thing ever. And that's the coolest thing about tour stop in general, is that no matter what show you go to, no matter who's playing... You're always going to have friends there because you're part of the community. I have seen that so many times to see friends that are playing a show and I get surprised by like four or five or ten faces that I didn't know were going to be there, but it's always a joy to see. And I really think that's the heart of what Nashville Tour Stop is. It's an amazing community filled with songwriters and artists and performers and generally good people. And it was so cool to see that when I had just released that my precious little baby of a song into the world that all my tour stop friends were there to see it and cheer and sing along with me. So anyway, congratulations tour stop on a hundred episodes of the podcast. Thanks for letting me hang out with y'all. Would love to see you at the next show. Aaron, you're the best. Thanks for being a good buddy. <laughs> Cheers. This is Brian V. Brands. I'm a little late doing this, but I guess my best Nashville tour stop memory, and I've had so many over the years because I've been a part of this since the beginning, has to be shutting down Belcourt. I mean, that place is so special to me, but but it's the first place I ever went to see music and start this whole adventure for myself. And that night was just, I can't even describe it. It was just electric, just absolutely the amount of talent and the amount of people that I love in one place. I mean, this is just, Tour Stop is basically the friend group I've never had, and I've waited 40 years of my whole life to find, and that was all those people in one place in one night, and I have the poster hanging up, I have everything, that, that all these memories, and, and you know, I can't really pinpoint one day, but that day especially just stands out for me and I'll never forget that it was S.J. McDonald's song Hot Damn which I absolutely loved to death when she played that that was the last song I ever heard at Belcour I never went back after that night and now it's a dumpling place so here's to many more years and many more national tour stops Hey, this is Lucas Carpenter here. I have so many favorite tour stop memories, but I'll share two. One was when I played the basement, uh, the OG basement, and uh, it was my first time headlining the basement, and I was so excited, and it was a tour stop show, and Mac Martin played, and Timothy Miles, and I was doing like my one-man looping show, and I had uh, Chapel Bell and Sam Costigan singing with me. I was so excited about it, and I literally lost my voice like two days before because of allergies, and uh, I was just like, y'all are going to have to sing these songs because like I can like barely sing. And it could have been just a complete disaster, and it ended up being so much fun and you know the place was full and everybody was singing the songs and it just meant so much to me and you know to not only have 
people know the songs, uh, but to have a community that uh, is so supportive and like knowing that they had my back and and having you know. Uh, wanted a community like this for a really, really long time. It was just like one of those very special moments of realizing like, whoa, this is a really special thing that I'm a part of. And it just made me so happy. And I'm just so grateful that Tour Stop has given me that opportunity to meet so many amazing people. That's It's really been life-changing. And second favorite memory was CMA Fest last year when Tour Stop did a show uh, down at the Cambria Hotel, the True Music Room, and it was so much fun, and there were just so many great people that played, and it was really cool to uh, have an event, you know, going on during CMA Fest, and all of that was, like, super cool, and people were swimming in the pool and all that, and it was great, and uh, Aaron Schilb uh, <laughs> uh, took his shirt, and they cut his shirt off uh, like and basically made it into a crop top, and so Aaron kind of progressively got uh, a little more sloshed throughout the event, <laughs> and so by the end of it, Aaron is uh, running around with a crop top and his belly sticking out, and uh, introducing uh, everybody, you know, doing the rounds. And at the end, uh, Aaron was uh, pretty pretty toasted. And gets on stage and did what seemed like the longest rant in history <laughs> and with his belly sticking out. And it was just, and I filmed the entire thing uh, and I still have it. So uh, just in case Aaron, uh, you know, if I ever need to blackmail you, uh, I do have uh, that whole thing on video, um, that whole rant. But it was freaking hilarious and uh, it was just, it was a good time. It was a really good time and it made me happy. My favorite Nashville tour stop uh, was definitely the last night at Belcourt Taps. Um, it's just something about that location plus uh, Nashville tour stop and the community just made sense. Um, and speaking of the community, uh, that night you could just get a sense, a real sense for uh, a tangible sense for the impact that Nashville Tour Stop has had on the music community just by the sheer turnout. And you can tell just by the relationships that have formed. Um, it's just an incredible thing. And that night was definitely, for me, the peak of it. Um, and I'm excited for it to continue. Uh, my name is Ryan Harner, and my Instagram handle is at Ryan Harner Music. Howdy, friends. This is Paige Rose. Uh, man, my favorite Nashville tour stop memory. I've been playing Nashville tour stop for a long, long time. So I don't know that I can give just one, but I'm going to give my top three. Um, number one, of course, is the last call show that we did at Belcourt. That show is so special to me for many, many reasons, but just being able to be in a room with all my favorite humans that I met through Nashville Tour Stop and getting a chance to share music on a night like that, that is a literal once-in-a-lifetime thing, and I'm so beyond grateful I got to be a part of it. The second one is the basement show that we got to do with Nashville Tour Stop um, last July. It was so much fun. They had probably, it was one of the larger crowds I played for in Nashville and people were just singing along and jamming and it was a blast. And finally, my third favorite memory from Nashville Tour Stop is Aaron's birthday circa 2020. If you know, you know. I'm so grateful for the community that Nashville Tour Stop has built and the friends that I have made along the way and I cannot wait to see what happens in the years to come. 
Okay, here comes some Nashville tour stop memories. I actually thought of one super crazy one when it was a Belcourt Taps night. I was playing and uh, these girls started buying me Vegas car bombs, which I had never had one and I didn't even know what they were, but of course a free drink's a free drink. And I kept pounding these bad boys and I, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I suddenly semi-lost consciousness up there playing. I remember Justin Love sitting at the front table laughing hysterically because I couldn't remember any lyrics, anything. I was just sort of banging on the guitar and making noise. And it was pretty hilarious and I think that's the kind of act that really does uh, did go over well at Belcourt Tap. So that night was definitely memorable. And then the other uh, great event was, of course, the famous Dive Motel Pool Party, which was truly a classic, classic day. So I think those two would have to go in my book as my Nashville tour stop memories. But I'll tell you what, there are so many, it's hard to really narrow it down, but I would have to go with those two. Thanks, Aaron. My name is Amanda McCarthy, and my favorite Nashville tour stop memory is when I attended the very first sold out show that Aaron hosted at the Listening Room Cafe. And at the end of the show, after he got up and reintroduced everyone and said thank you, he literally just like collapsed and laid down on the stage. And um, relatable, to be honest. So um, Aaron's the best. I love being a part of the Nashville Tour Stop family. And I look forward to what the next. Benji here. My favorite Nashville Tour Stop moment comes from the first Nashville Tour Stop I ever participated in. Um, not only did I get to be a hired gun for a friend, I actually got to see Timothy Miles and John Holier for the first time. Um, and they were debuting their tune, Circle the Drain, and it totally blew my face off. And it still stands as one of my favorite songs today. Hey y'all, Brandon Ellis here. Glad to be featured on the 100th episode of the Nashville Tour Stop podcast. Aaron, congratulations on crossing such a huge milestone that is no easy feat to crank out 100 episodes. Um, I'm going to try to make this brief because I have so many amazing memories with Nashville Tour Stop over the years. Um, in no particular order, I've kind of got three main memories. Um, the first one is the first time I got to play a sold-out show in Nashville. Um, I think it was summer 2021 at the basement um, I was on the card, full band, along with Lauren Weintraub, Hunter Taylor, and Timothy Miles. That was the first night that I remember the lyrics to one of my songs being sung back at me. Um, and I will never forget playing First Love at the end of that set and um, just not even singing the hook because people were screaming it so loud. Um, that was a night that I will never forget. I've actually got a photo um, that... Alex Weiland took that night uh, that Aaron, you so graciously gave me to hang up on my wall as, um, I believe, a birthday present. So um, that's one night that's super, super special to me. Um, another one that really comes to mind uh, was my first ever full band showcase. I uh, can't quite remember exactly when it was. might have been end of 2020, maybe going into 2021. Um, and I was playing um, a feature set along with Rachel Horder that night at Alley Taps. Um, I remember that uh, we hit the fire code capacity that the bar could hold, and there was kind of a moment of pandemonium there as we were worrying about how many people were in the bar that night. Um, 
but I was so nervous that night to play full band. I'd never played full band in Nashville, um, but the Nashville Tour Stop family welcomed me with open arms. So that's a super special one. And then the last one, which I'm sure many people have mentioned already, um, Last Call. Whenever we got to uh, say farewell to Belcourt Taps, um, that night was just kind of the culmination of um, so many friendships and relationships and writers' rounds and many crazy nights spent outside that crazy bar off of 21st Avenue. Um, I just remember that night as being kind of a reminder that Nashville's a place where uh, you make friends, not just connections. And I remember uh, my brother flew out for it because uh, I knew that he was kind of toying with the idea of moving to Nashville. And I said, man, if there's ever going to be a night for you to just meet everybody that you're going to want to know in this town, last call is going to be the night for it. And um, I think I'll always look back on that night as being something that um, will always be very well cherished in my heart and that will remind me of um, my early years in Nashville. So Aaron, thank you so much for the community that you have built with Nashville Tour Stop. Congratulations on 100 episodes, and thank you for making Nashville feel like home through your work with NTS. Cheers, man. What's up, Aaron? What's up, Nashville Tour Stop Podcast? This is Alex Shockley. Uh, trying to think through, you know, some of the top memories of the Nashville Tour Stop event, and uh, there's definitely quite a few that, that stick out, but if I had to choose just one, I think I'm going to choose one that I'm assuming a lot of other people have already talked about on here, but um, it's got to be the farewell show at Belcourt Taps. I mean, uh, 12 hours straight of music. I was lucky enough to to kick it off in that in that first round at noon. Um, you know, so <laughs> I started drinking at 10:30 uh, a.m. or something like that. But uh, yeah, stuck around for quite a while. Left for a little bit. Got <laughs> got some food and some water in me. Then came back for for the night shows. And oh man, just what a time! What a great send off for uh, a fantastic establishment in Nashville. Um, one I'm sure a lot of people miss, um, still today, but, um, yeah, I mean, that was just a, an absolute party and one I wish I could, I could go back and relive. Hey y'all, this is country artist Jacob Rice. And in honor of Nashville tour stops, hundredth podcast episode, I just wanted to share what I love about Nashville tour stop. Uh, I moved to Nashville in August, 2020, uh, and Belcourt Taps and Nashville Tour Stop was kind of my first entrance into the country music uh, songwriting scene. Uh, and I would just want to say that without Aaron, I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, without like the artists that I got to meet, songwriters I got to meet there that I'm still friends with to this day, uh, you know, my career wouldn't be what it is. So thank you, Aaron. You are the best. Uh, keep doing what you do and long live Nashville Tour Stop. Okay, first of all, congratulations on 100 episodes of the Nashville Tour Stop podcast. That is freaking amazing. Um, but I'm here to share my favorite memory or one of my favorite memories of Nashville Tour Stop and, you know, all the, the antics that go on. Um, and there is one specific one that sticks out to me right away. And honestly, I think about this all the time. It randomly pop into my head and I'll start laughing. Um because it was just amazing. But um, this was last year during the CMA Fest pool party that Nashville Tour Stop was having at the Cambria Hotel. And it was a day of music from morning until I think midnight. And so Aaron was having a great time, as he should. And he got to the point around, I think, like early evening. And keep in mind, he'd been there all day having a great time. 
And he came up to me and was like, what if I turned my Nashville tour stop t-shirt into a crop top right now? And I was just like very down for it. Very encouraging. Cause you know, like I have to encourage something amazing like that. So, um, he proceeded to lead me outside and have me videotape him cropping his Nashville tour stop t-shirt literally on his body poolside and <laughs> then he was just running amok the rest of the night in his little crop top and it was amazing there's pictures and video proof of it that I highly encourage locating somewhere but um yeah tour stop is always a good time and there's always something crazy happening which makes it even better so um yeah but congratulations again this is Caroline Delone, and my favorite Nashville tour stop memory isn't necessarily one specific moment because there's so many that come to mind, but it's the people I've met because of tour stop that make it so special. I started coming to the shows at a really dark place in my life, and I'm so grateful that you all made my life so much brighter, and I feel like the luckiest person in the world to be able to be surrounded by all my best friends at all times and just have such a supportive community of people that know all your songs and you know all of theirs and just coming to a show when you're having a bad day and being surrounded by your favorite people that's my favorite part hi my name is meredith shaw and i love nashville tour stops so much that i got a tattoo to prove it I first played Nashville Tour Stop in October 2020 when I thought my chance of being a Nashville songwriter or ever playing in Nashville had kind of passed me by. I'm kind of making a run at this a little later in life, and a mutual friend introduced me to Aaron. I'm from Aaron's hometown, and I was going to be visiting Nashville for a month, and so Aaron put me on a Nashville tour stop show just off this recommendation and so I got to play at Belcourt Taps in October and it was magical. Aaron's really done a great job of creating a wonderful community and I played around with Ryan Bowie and some other amazing songwriters and it was life-changing and there are people that I met that first night including Ryan um I know I met Alex Amato, Justin Love, I think Terish Potter was there, uh, Judy Pastor, some other great people just in that first week that I still am in contact with. And just from Nashville Tour Stop, I have met so many amazing songwriters, people that I call friends. I have this tremendous community that I didn't have three years ago, including Aaron, who is now such a dear friend. Nashville Tour Stop has been life-changing in general, and that first night at Belcourt Taps was just amazing to me. And to learn, because of that community of how welcoming people were, that Nashville was not this cutthroat place, but really was full of warm, wonderful people who wanted me, who wanted everyone to be successful. And that's really the heart of Nashville Tour Stop 
and what makes this songwriter round so magical. I love playing it. I love going to shows to the Nashville Tour Stop rounds when I'm not playing. I love to hear all the new writers. I love to see, you know, my friends, my my friends who are playing. Um, I love to make the new friends who are playing. It's it's such a magical place, and I am so proud to call Aaron my friend. What an amazing thing you have done. So my name's Caleb Shear, and this is my Nashville Tour Stop story. It's one of my favorite memories from it is when Aaron was booking a new venue for the first time, and he invited me to be a part of the first round at the first show of this venue, and we had a really, really good crowd, and it was super rowdy and uh, just overall amazing. And we finished our round, and we came off, and I was talking with Aaron, and he goes, the owner of this place just came and told me that we've doubled their bar sales for a typical Thursday already after the first round. And I just think it's cool what Nashville Tour Stop is able to achieve and what it will continue to achieve and how it really sets itself apart from almost every other promotion in town. But I love you, National Tour Stop. Love you, Aaron. Thank you, guys. Keep on doing it. What's up, guys? I'm Evan. I'm Preston. We're this, too. Our favorite National Tour Stop memory is easy. When we played Hard Rock Cafe, Preston, do you remember how stressful that week was? Uh, sleep was uh, secondary. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. We had some people from the industry come to that show to check us out to see if they wanted to work with us. And after working with a drummer who filled in on short notice and a guitar malfunction, we were having kind of a rocky show. So by the time we got to our cover in the night, I Want to Dance with Somebody, Preston let those first few chords rip. And, I mean, that was stressful enough. <laughs> My hands were moving on their own. I didn't really have any idea what I was saying until I was saying it. <laughs> I blacked out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And we look out in the audience when that first chorus hits, and who is two feet in front of the stage dancing his heart out? Aaron Schilb. And it lifts this weight off of both Preston and I's chest, and we're suddenly like, oh, my God, wait a second. Okay, the room's kind of picking up now. And all of a sudden, Aaron starts dragging people from the audience to come up and dance with him. And before you know it, the entire room is on their feet dancing to this song, all thanks to Aaron Schilb. And, man, I mean, that was a special moment. It, it, it lifted a weight off of our chest, and it definitely looked good in the eyes of the people we needed to impress. And that is a moment we will never, ever forget. Oh, Nashville Tour Stop. I have so many memories from playing Tour Stop. I think one of my favorite memories is one of the last times I played at Belcourt Taps. And I think it was Aaron, Noah G, and Mickey Zip were all on a round together. And I think Aaron was singing. It all went out off with a bang. And we just we're just laughing and having a great time. And it's just a testament to show how much of a family Nashville Tour Stop is and how important community is for songwriters, musicians, and artists. And it just feels like being home every time you're with Nashville Tour Stop. So happy 100 podcasts, Nashville Tour Stop, and here's to many, many more. Hey, my name is Jonathan Soule, and one of my favorite Nashville Tour Stop memories was uh, when I would walk into Belcourt Taps and Tour Stop was just starting out and I would walk in and there would be uh, 
my musical family, just sitting there watching each other perform, working on their craft, trying new songs, talking about the ups and downs of being a singer, songwriter, musician, and artist in the industry, and everybody having each other's back. And I have been so incredibly grateful and blessed to be part of this musical family. I told Aaron that uh, Nashville Tour Stop is like the island of misfit toys. Um, we, we, everyone here belongs. Everyone has a story to tell and a voice to be heard and an artistic vision to express. And that is one of the great gifts of Tour Stop as a whole. So it might not be one specific memory, but it's the amalgamation of all of the times that we have supported each other and helped the four walls of whatever building we are in become a home for all of the, the musical family that we are. So I guess that's it. Love you. Hello, this is Becca Tremel, and I've been playing Nashville Tour Stop since near its very beginning, but I will say that my very favorite moment was when I walked into Belcourt Taps during our last call show and I was wearing an elf costume because it was around Christmas, <laughs> but I walked in and it was the very first time and only time in my life that I had everybody in the bar turn towards me and say, Becca! <laughs> and I, it was, it was the greatest, it was the greatest feeling ever. And that night was just absolutely magical and energetic and perfect in every way and I knew that every time I went to Belcourt on a Sunday night <laughs> every time I went I was gonna know at least 15 people I was gonna know the bartenders I was gonna have a great round or I was gonna watch a great round and Nashville Tour Stop has has done monumental things for me and my career and I'm forever thankful for for Nashville Tour Stop and for Aaron and it's my favorite round in town. Yeehaw, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, this is Katrian. And one of my favorite Nashville tour stop memories, honestly, was back in the earlier days when I started songwriting. Um, I would bring all of my new songs to the Nashville tour stop stage, and I would share them with the people around me. And they were so encouraging and just so wonderful to be around. It's truly what gave me a family here in Nashville. So I am incredibly thankful. This is Kent Dean, and I'm just saying something for the Nashville Tour Stop here. Uh, probably my favorite, favorite thing was when I first came into town, 2019. Uh, it was one of those shows that you always knew you'd see a friendly face, see some good music on stage, and man, Nashville staple. So much fun. Hey, my name is Ethan Anderson, um, and I remember uh, going to Belcourt Taps for Nashville Tour Stop way back in the day. And man, we used to pack that place out so tight that you could not move in there. Um, and it was awesome, man. I moved here and I didn't know anybody. I had never played on a stage before. I just knew that I wanted to write songs and, and I knew that I wanted to be a part of this and, and whatever was going on here in Nashville. And, and I found a home. I found a community at Belcourt Taps um, and Nashville Tour Stop was an absolutely integral part of that. I had never played on a stage before I moved here, and um, and Aaron was nice enough to let me get up and play. <laughs> I can't imagine I was very good, but that was the first round that I ever played in my life, and and I'm so grateful. Um, and I will never, I'll never forget that and how good it felt um, just to be a part of that community and a part of that show. And 
Aaron has worked really hard to continue that legacy and continue to build the show. And I'm super, super grateful for that. Love y'all. Hi, I'm Kaylee Stuffel, photographer, and I have been going to Nashville Tour Stop for four years, so it's really hard to pinpoint a moment in time that really encapsulates those four years, but I think the best one would be when I jumped on the bar during the last call at Belcourt Taps. Um, well, it wasn't the bar, it was the bar stool because I didn't want to get kicked out at 5 p.m. I thought that'd be a little ridiculous. But Paige Rose was singing Trouble, and of course the line about, you know, standing on the bar shooting doubles. I had to, you know, hop up there. And then Julietti helped me down so I didn't eat, you know, eat it. So that's my favorite moment. Um, that's an iconic moment to me anyways. And yeah, it's just been fun, and I can't wait for four more years of just shenanigans. This is Timothy Miles coming to you live from the Nelson Greenbrier Distillery bathroom as I await to take the stage for the grand opening. Uh, I requested to share my greatest memory that I've had so far with my journey in with the Nashville Tour Stop. Glad to do so with the memory, with the many memories that I have had. I do have to say, many nights at Belcourt have been a fantastic. Um, I mean, friends made through Alley Taps performances downtown. The one that takes it all probably was the first Nashville Tour Stop show at the Listening Room. I was honored to be a part of that, able to sell it out. The night was significant in more ways than one, but to have a listening room crowd focused in solely on my music with the help of Nashville Tour Stop and my friends accompanying me on stage, that was by far the best moment I've had with Nashville Tour Stop. Uh, close second, the closing down of Belcourt. Um, Congrats on the 100th episode for the Nashville Tour Stop podcast. Love listening to it. My latest episode that I listened to was the Gil Costello episode. Very insightful. Loved that. Um, but I am excited for the many, many, many more memories to come to be made uh, with the Nashville Tour Stop and podcast alike. So, yeah, greatest memory. Listening room uh, last year, 2022, I believe. Um, sold it out. Sold that sucker out. Very momentous night for me. It was um, a very uh, faithful night for me. Um, really solidified my place here in town as an artist and musician and songwriter. Um, just to be on stage with Dorian Lackey, King Margot, Natasha Blaine, Holly A., and to capture that space was just a treat. To see friends in the audience and make new ones as well. A significant marker in my time here in Nashville. So that is my uh, greatest memory of Nashville Tour Stop. Centennial 100th Nashville Tour Stop Podcast, episode 
I hope you've enjoyed so far listening to some of our fans and friends' favorite memories. Now, 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 it is my turn. The moment I have been waiting for to talk about some of my personal favorite tour stop memories. And I could go on for hours. So I'm going to try to be as brief as I can. But I'm just going to start with a, a memory that Paige Rose actually just referenced in the podcast. She was talking about my birthday at Alley Taps. And what she was talking about was my 27th birthday at Alley Taps, I believe in the, I think it was 2020. It was fall of 2020. And that was a different kind of a day for me. I was so tired of all of the, the, the stuff that we had to do with COVID and it had kind of weighed on me. And I booked a slamming lineup of all of my friends because what I get to do here in Nashville, a really simple way for me to look at my job is I get to book my friends to hang out at bars. And that night, my birthday, I had booked all of my friends to come play and hang out with me. And I had actually asked my videographer friend, Dylan Reeves, to video the evening. I wanted a promo for the bar and I figured, hey, my birthday will have a lot of people at it. And I want to make sure that it looks cool and popular and, and is fun when, when people see it. So Dylan, ugh, unfortunately, was there to videotape the entire night. And those shows started at 6 p.m. I got there that night about 4.30, maybe 5, and immediately started drinking. And Grandma, Grandpa, if you're listening to this, maybe now is the time to fast forward a couple of minutes. But I got there, and my friends had already showed up to the bar. They had already started purchasing me drinks. So I took a pen or a Sharpie or something and started keeping track with an arm tally of how many drinks that I had that night. And I went on stage about 8 o'clock, I would say. And at that point, I had probably had 15 drinks. So uh, COA now... That's way too many drinks. Don't drink that much. But 27-year-old Aaron had kind of thrown caution to the wind, and I got super hammered before I played and got so drunk I could not perform. And I still, to this day, use this as an example when people come up and they're like, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough to play. Like, what if I suck? And I still say, well, there's no way you will be the worst person to play Nashville Tour Stop. Because the worst person to ever play this show was me on this 27th birthday. Because I started playing a song that I wrote with Coley Kohler called White Noise. And I couldn't remember any of the words. Even though I had my phone mounted to the like phone clip thing on the microphone, I had the like right in front of me. And I was so drunk that I couldn't read it because the words were all blurry. And Coley, still to this day, three years later... Uh, gives me trouble for saying the lyric swiping on our bumble town for swiping on our swumble town or swumble town like I was so out of it I could not get through it and I remember barely just getting through like half of the song before I started yelling over the microphone ah, I can't do this I stopped I uh, gave somebody my guitar and then I just left the stage and I went and sat over a, like on a different part of the bar and I don't remember what else happened that night but there is a photo of me looking surprisingly coherent uh that night after the party had ended after the show was over 
and uh, Brandon Ellis had so kindly forced to drive me home. Thank goodness. I gave him my keys many, many hours before, but he, uh, he put me in his car and he got me back to my home safely. So that was my 27th birthday that Paige Rose was talking about. Uh, if you know, you know. Now you know. So that was a fun memory, and I, I still will look back on that because it's one of the photos on my personal Instagram with the caption that says, uh, years from now, or something like this, years from now, this will be a photo of what it looks like when people ask what it was like cutting our teeth. And it really was because we were just trying our best. So that was a really great memory of mine from Nashville for stop in 2020. Oh God, there's so many more, but I'm going to try to try to keep it a little more focused so I don't ramble too long. Uh, the first big tour stop show, the first one that kind of put me on the map in Nashville of doing cool stuff, at least in my community, was when Nashville Tour Stop did the show in New York City. We did that in November of 2019, and that was with Allie Dunn, Colin Rose, Zane Parmiter, and Nicole Miller, and Tyler Bank. All six of us flew up to New York City, and we did a Nashville Tour Stop songwriter round at a place called Rockwood Music Hall, and it was actually so crowded they had to take people out of the venue. It was so packed down there in that little, I think it was stage three, which is down in their basement. It was about a 50 or a 60 capacity, but it was just so cool. And uh, hosts of another podcast I listened to called the Unbelievers podcast and the Sports Lord podcast. Uh, I don't know if those are still active, but the hosts back then came and watched because they all lived in New York. And it made me feel like, cool, people know about this thing that I'm doing. And when we got back to Nashville from New York, we just had this this cool energy about everybody thinking like something's happening with tour stop going and doing big shows in other cities. And it was just a special time. And, and I will look back fondly on that as the first time we got to do a show out of town and people just sat and listened because they were intrigued by this scene that was, was happening in Nashville. Now, another one is the nineties night circa 2020 where everybody did one cover tune of a 90s song of some flavor. Some people did country, some people did rock. Um, but what comes to mind is Coley Kohler dropping a Tupac Shakur. She did California Love on a ukulele, and she had pre-recorded a beat on her loop pedal, and she just started it. It was really cute, and then she gave us a one, two, three, four, and it just hit the beat so hard, and I remember the bar just erupting into this oh kind of a thing because we didn't think that this cute little just i mean she's so sweet and innocent looking just dropping a tupac song was gonna be what she would do and i still think so fondly about that night and that was right before the covid shutdown which will bring us then to the whole covid bubble which i'm just gonna skip right over until summer of 2021 when Nashville Tour Stop got to book the first show we ever did at the Basement OG on 8th Avenue here in Nashville. That was a personal special venue for me because it was one of the first venues I ever attended. I saw an artist named Ryan Korn perform there, and I thought, God, this place is cool. I want to be here. I want to be part of this scene. But I don't have anybody who's going to come to my shows. I don't have fans. And Tour Stop at that point, 2021 that was june the 7th i believe of 2021 we did that first show i texted everyone i knew 
begging them to come. This is the first time we're doing this here. None of these artists have played here before. It was so special because that was the first time I sold out a ticketed show. And the artists, I believe, each of the four of them, it was the first time they had ever sold out a ticketed show as well. And there was just special energy in the room that night. The basement was thrilled, and I, I got the lineup printed and had all of the people sign it. And uh, so first time and first of many, I'm going to say special shout outs to people. Uh, the four people on that lineup, that was opened by Timothy Miles. The second act was Ms. Lauren Weintraub. The third act was Brandon Ellis, and then closing the night, we had Hunter Taylor and The Favors, and all of those people just crushed it that night, and I'm, I'm so grateful that they worked so hard to invite their own friends and just gave it a really, really solid promo, and I, I'm grateful to everyone who cares enough to try to get people to show up, because you'd be surprised. Sometimes getting people to come to a show is hard, and especially someone like Tour Stop, someone, something like Tour Stop who hosts hundreds of shows. It's hard getting people to show up. So we made a really big deal out of that one. And then a couple of weeks later, on June the 30th, we sold out the Basement OG again. And that was with Clover James, Weston, and Hugh G. And that was a hip-hop takeover night. And a special thing that I remember about this show wasn't just that we sold it out, but was that we sold it out so far beyond its capacity the venue's capacity was 150, and we had 177 people there that night. And then on top of it, the air conditioning had gone out, and it was so hot and so crowded. That was so sweaty, and I'd spilled a beer on my shirt, but I didn't even know, like, I didn't even know where the beer started and the sweat started. Like, it was just this amalgus, just amoeba of gross and sticky, and ugh. And it was a special, special day because it was proof yet again that if you get the right lineup and the right folks caring about what they're doing, you can really sell a lot of tickets and get a lot of people to show up. Now, another cool, fun memory was a show uh, headlined by John Holier. Uh, we did at the end on November 4th, 2021. I believe that's when it was. It might have been 2020, but I'm pretty sure it was 2021. That was at the end over in the rock block here in Nashville on uh, uh, Elliston Parkway or Elliston, Ellington, Elliston, something like that. Ellington. Uh, that's over here, kind of midtown ish Nashville off of West end Avenue. And the end is an old school dive bar, rock and roll club. And we had, I believe about 75 people there that night, but uh, one of our sponsors, fat tire, uh, had pre-purchased, I think it was like 150 beers for everyone. So everyone was feeling good. And I remember just the, the vibes that night. People were jumping up and down, rock and rolling, singing along with the words of everyone's songs. And there's a video somewhere on our Instagram of me trying to give a half-drunken emotional speech. But I remember saying something along the lines of, you know, guys, this may be the end, but this is the beginning for Nashville Tour Stop. And it really did feel like the beginning because it was the first, one of those first times where it started feeling like something's happening here, where there's a lot of people who are now committed to this community and committed to helping make it succeed. So uh, th that was a special one. But the first, the first time we were at the listening room was another big special memory. That was on March 9th, 2022. There at the listening room, we had Natasha Blaine, Timothy Miles, Dorian Lackey, King Margo, and John Holier on that lineup. 
And that was the first time I had sold hundreds of tickets. We sold that venue out, and they've got a 240 capacity. And I think we did about, uh, I think it was 255 that night. And uh, I think Amanda McCarthy talked about it in her memory. But after the show ended, I thanked everyone for coming. I outroed the performers. And then they turned on the, the house music and the lights, and I just plopped right back down onto the stage. I was so proud, and I was so happy, and it, w- it was a special moment, and the listening room has continued to support Nashville Tour Stop now. We've actually done four consecutive sellout shows there, and a special shout-out to all of the people who have also been on those lineups, uh, including Kira Loveless, Justin Luis, Ryan Fine, uh, the boys of Big 50, Ryan Larkins, Johnny Clausen, Vinji, Aaron Clafton, uh, 76th Street, Emery Adeline, Zach Meadows, and the man behind a lot of the Nashville Tour Stop stuff, Mr. Alex Amato. The, the, all of these people have been part of our sold-out lineups, and it's so cool getting to be part of that because I just want to do cool stuff for my friends, and Nashville Tour Stop has really enabled me to help do cool stuff with my friends. So before I give my, my last big favorite memory, I'm going to give some special thanks to the folks who have supported Nashville Tour Stop over the years and have contributed in one way or another with their, their time and their effort into helping me and helping Nashville Tour Stop. So the first shout out is Mike Dunbar. He was the first co-host of the podcast here with me, and you'll be hearing him or maybe heard him. I don't even know which way I'm going to put it in yet, but he is going to be back here for our 100th podcast, uh, the, the centennial celebration here. Uh, so Mike Dunbar was a big supporter of Tour Stop in the COVID days, helping keep Tour Stop alive. I would also like to give a special thanks to Steve Grauberger, who over the years has offered me some un, uh, unofficial and sometimes official legal counsel. And just when I have questions about contracts or or just like how to do things. And he's also a hit songwriter in his own right. And he's helped me write songs and helped many other people write songs. So Steve, I appreciate you. Thank you for helping tour stop over the years. Uh, another shout out is Rick Gordon, who was an A&R guy who helped us for a while in 2021. And that was late 21 and earned uh, 2022 helped tour stop kind of the, he helped me kind of realize the potential for growth with tour stop. And he offered me uh, personal counsel and some professional counsel and just how to, uh, how to try to think bigger, think outside the box. Tour Stop can be more than just this, this little rider's round. And uh, Rick, I appreciate you for the, the time and effort you gave me so selflessly coming to Nashville and, and just talking me through some stuff. Uh, I want to give another shout out to our podcast producer and the man behind most of the live sound at our shows, uh, Mr. Alex Amato. If you're listening to this, Al, I appreciate you as well. You rock. You rock. You rock. We, uh, we need to go out for another beer. You and I are overdue, even though it's only been a couple of days. <laughs> uh, I would also like to give a shout out to the Nashville Tour Stop intern turned a part-time employee, RJ McGaw. He started off with Nashville Tour Stop in 2021 and worked all the way through his uh, senior year at Belmont through Nashville Tour Stop in 2022. And when he graduated, we just brought him on as um, one of our employees. He works for us part-time, and he manages some of the, the stuff we do here with Nashville Tour Stop, and he has just been 
a huge help with me getting stuff kind of squared away and he'll he'll sit there at the shows and just do anything that I need. So RJ, I appreciate you too, bud. And lastly, I would like to give shout outs to Miss Erin Cooper, who was another co-host of our podcast for a while. She helped do digital media for us online and she kind of helped me co-host the shows. And we had that dynamic duo, Aaron and Aaron thing going for a long time. And I just loved getting to have her. And she's rocking out being uh, some kind of a, a radio personality now. I don't know if she's on air as much as she used to be, but she got promoted at the radio station that she had taken a full-time job at. And she's just crushing it. And lastly, I want to give Dylan Reeves our, uh, I don't even know what I'd call him anymore, but he's been with Nashville Tour Stop in some capacity for a long, long time. He does a lot, if not most, all of our video content, shooting promos for the bars and helping me f f learn how to use video editing software. And he's just a good dude. And he and Coley Kohler, who I'd mentioned many times before, they got married in Cancun this past June of 2023, and they invited me to their wedding. Much to the chagrin of my public stance on please do not invite me to your wedding unless there's an open bar. And <laughs> they did have an open bar. They had it at an all-inclusive resort there in Cancun. And I love them both to death. Dylan, Coley, congratulations on your, uh, your wedding and uh, many years of love to you both. But y'all, thank you for listening to the, the 100th, the centennial celebration, favorite memories portion of the podcast. Uh, this is going to be my big favorite memory, and I know many people mentioned it in their, their short memories, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit at length here. Uh, this is the infamous last call show at Belcourt Taps, and I, I, I don't want to ramble too much, which I've already done quite a bit on this episode, but it was incredible. We had 60 performers on a 14-hour marathon lineup starting at noon or I think I can't remember if it was 11 a.m. I think it was 12 p.m. to 2 a.m. was the official, like officially sanctioned time. But we had so many people playing, and it was just from start to finish the biggest crowd I had ever seen at Belcourt Taps. Uh, there were hundreds of people there, and the whole day I was so focused on trying to manage the event that occasionally I had to like physically stop and remind myself that this really is the last time that. We're all going to be here doing this together. And it kind of felt like a high school graduation where you had been so close with so many people for so long. And then we're all just standing at the precipice of this new phase of our lives. And we didn't really know where we would go hang out afterwards. And we didn't know if, who we'd get to see again. Or will, will this kind of community continue to live on? And uh, I, I can go back and look at the time-lapse footage of that night. And I just get to see how many people came <laughs> it still brings me so much joy and seeing how much beer people drank that day oh my lord uh, uh we also had so many people come in i think we had red bull there that day and then sponsors of nashville tour stop continuing to this day we had the new belgium brewery on site buying people beer and the nelson's greenbrier distillery has been our title sponsor since 2019 they came in and bought a bunch of whiskey for people and uh, it's it's hard to really think about just one specific memory or specific moments of that day because it's this just blur it happened so fast and it's amazing saying that it happened so fast because it was it was 14 hours long but uh I was scheduled to play I scheduled myself to perform the 10 p.m. round 
that night with Timothy Miles, John Holier, and Brandon Ellis. And then we featured Bo uh, Alleman on lead guitar and Dylan Underhill on the cajon. Uh, and right at the beginning of that round, which there was at that point about 175 people crammed into the bar, uh, both of my hearing aids beeped and said that the batteries were dead. And I remember sitting on stage for the first 10 minutes of, of that round while the first couple of folks played. And I had put my hearing aids back into the charging case. And I got to sit in my own little personal silence just in front of these hundreds of people just thinking about how lucky I was that so many people came to this thing that when I had started it in 2018, I couldn't even pay the performers to come and show up because people cared so little about what it was. And then in that moment at Belcourt, in the silence of my deaf ass ears, I got to look at hundreds of people caring so much that they sat in a teeny tiny bar at 10 o'clock on a Sunday night to come support their community. And that was just a special moment for me. I also remember that uh, during that hour, Brandon Ellis, who had, uh, he, he brought up his brother, Blake, who at the time didn't live in Nashville. Uh, so he took my seat and I got off the stage and I sat underneath the front table with Aaron Cooper because there were literally so many people there. There was nowhere else to sit. People had crammed their heads through the open windows. They were standing behind the bar. We had the door propped open. People were watching from the outside. It was just, it was something special. And I, I remember sitting underneath that table and just being overwhelmed with joy. It brought so much, it, it brought me so much joy that it brought tears to my eyes. Getting to feel that level of joy from my friends is, is something that, that made that night and it, it felt so special. And it's one of the many reasons why I have continued to do Nashville Tour Stop. So through all of the hardest times, personally and professionally, the one constant thing in my life, at least since I've lived in Nashville, has been Nashville Tour Stop in the community and the people who care so much about it. And uh, I, I will be forever grateful for it. So all I know is that this little bar called Belcourt Taps off the beaten path of Nashville gave me something that I had never felt before. And it was a place where I belonged. Nashville Tour Stop continues to keep that feeling alive. It's a place that whichever venue we're at, it's a place where community, where everyone can feel safe and welcomed, and a, a place where we all belong. Because when I moved here, I didn't have a community to belong to. So I created the community that I wanted to be part of. So here we are, hundreds of live shows later, and 100 podcast episodes later. I just want to say thank you for coming to the shows and thank you for tuning into the podcast. There are hundreds of shows to come, and hundreds of podcast episodes to come, but I'll leave you with a hell yeah, brother, a yeehaw motherfucker, and an all roads lead right back here to the Nashville Tour Stop. Stop.